Hey yo, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk, but let me just say this journey is so much more fun with a bestie, so buckle up and let's do it together. Before we dive into the tangibles of today's episode, I want you to think back and reflect on how many times in the last week or two, or maybe even the last month where somebody has asked you like, oh, how are you doing? And you're like, man, I'm just like so tired. This week was so long. Like I'm exhausted. Work is tiring. Or the last time that you woke up from a night's rest, a night's sleep, and you're like, man, like I do not want to get out of bed. Like I am still exhausted. And it doesn't matter how much sleep you get or how much rest you get, like you still find yourself feeling this constant fatigue and tiredness. And these episodes are always created as a reflection of what I hear you struggling with, but also what I'm learning in real time. And this quote unquote hustle culture that we live in, rest is often skipped. And I am 110% guilty of this. And because you push play on this episode, I'm guessing that maybe you too slip into the hustle culture of being on go mode all the time, always looking at that to-do list, always, you know, saying yes to every single social about outing or a social event that you are invited to, or always, you know, jumping in to pick up extra shifts at work, or always feeling the need to tend to others' needs before really slowing yourself down and allowing yourself to just be. And I think you're really going to love today's episode because we're going to break down what rest really is. And it's probably not the typical rest that you're thinking of. Like when you first think of rest, what comes to mind? And a lot of people are going to say sleep, naps, you know, like the physical side of rest, but rest is so much more than that. And I am a firm believer that when you're in a constant state of reflection, you are putting yourself in a state of when you know better, you do better. When you know the areas of your life where maybe you're not allowing yourself the space and really cultivating the kind of rest that you truly need, which you will leave today's episode feeling empowered to really inwardly reflect on where you need to channel more time and space for different areas of rest. And I remember I used to pride myself on how busy and action-packed I could fill my days off. Like I am telling you that I had (laughs) days off time blocked from like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And like I had every little square filled in on my little time block calendar. And I was like, yeah, look at this. Look how, look how great and productive day is going to be. And like, great planning, but terrible execution because this was happening simultaneously while I was burning myself out of my first job as a new grad nurse. And the two like coincided because burnout is not just from work. Burnout can also be in your personal life. And burnout is a direct reflection of you allowing yourself the space and time that you need to rest, which is why this episode is so incredibly important to me. And I think back to when I was a full-time nursing student And I 
was exhausted, you know? The classwork, the coursework was so much <laughs> in addition to juggling a part-time job. And at the time I had just started my first like online health and fitness business. And so I had a lot of things on my plate, but I still found myself always being tired. Like I strategically planned naps <laughs> into how I created my clinical and coursework schedule. And like, I'm not saying that naps aren't great. I am a nap queen. I will always say yes to naps, but rest is about so much more than naps and physical sleep. So we're going to dive into that right now. And I'm going to share with you something that I heard on a podcast episode a few weeks back. And after I heard it, I went and did some research of my own because I was like, this is so intriguing. But did you know, did you know there is seven types of rest? What? Seven types of rest. So like when I ask you what rest is and you just say sleeps, or naps, like it's so much more than that. And Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, she's a physician, researcher, and author, and she created a book where she breaks down these seven types of rest. And I have not personally read her book yet, but I did read some of her articles and I listened to a TED talk that she did. So I will link her book down in the show notes if you are interested, but I'm gonna quickly um, break down the seven types of rest and then I'm going to pick four that I find most important for me in my life. And I think that you're also going to find really applicable in the season that you're in as somebody who maybe is living in this hustle culture, as maybe somebody who is putting too much on your plate and always feeling like you are drained and exhausted when you lay down at night, like you truly have no energy left to give. And my goal is to empower you to channel the rest where rest is needed. So let's start with the seven types of rest. The first one, mental rest, allowing yourself to have a brain break. Number two, sensory rest, unplugging and reducing stimuli that's external. Three is creative rest, taking a break from production and just engaging in something that channels that creative brain. Four is emotional rest, allowing yourself the time and space to process emotions. Five is social rest, spending time alone. Six is spiritual rest, connecting with something beyond the physical side. And that doesn't have to be religious or anything like that. That could be like meditating, um, you know, just allowing yourself a brain break to connect with a higher power. And seven is physical rest, sleep and allowing your body to rest or slow down or pause or take a break. And the four that I want to talk about today are social, mental, physical, and emotional. And I'm going to explain to you why I chose to chat about each of these. But again, if you are interested in looking at all the different seven types of rest, you can Google Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, or you can go down to the show notes and check out the link to her book. Okay, the first one is social rest. So this is allowing yourself to spend time alone. And I don't know about you, but after like a weekend or a week that's like action packed of like spending a lot of time out with other people, like I truly am so exhausted by the time it's over. And I always joke that I'm an introverted extrovert. And maybe you didn't know this, but I always called myself an introvert before actually knowing what introvert and extrovert meant. Introverts create their best energy alone. Extroverts create their best energy out with others. So both of those terms are based on how you create your own energy. And it's really important to know, do you fall into the introvert category? Are you somebody who does collect your best energy alone? You like to do things independently. You like to think alone. Or are you somebody who, you know, really 
craves and needs those social settings to thrive to you know bounce ideas off other people and both are okay like i said i always say that i'm introvert extrovert because i really do like both but there is so much power in learning to be alone and to have that space alone and you're going to realize that there is people in your life who really drain your energy Maybe it is just, you know, they're really negative people and being around negativity takes a lot out of you. Maybe they're people who don't have, you know, hobbies or values in alignment with yours. So being around them can be exhausting. Maybe you're just a yes woman in general and you say yes to every social outing. You say yes to every social event because FOMO, fear of missing out. Like I am 110% that way. Like if I know there's like going to be a group of my friends going out and doing something and like I know that I need to stay home. Like I'm like, man, I have already done so much this week. Like I really just need to stay back and collect my energy. FOMO is usually what like makes me push myself over that edge and completely drain my energy tank. And so taking an audit of your time and of your yeses and really think about the next time that you say yes to something socially because saying yes to a social event is saying no to something else in your life. It's saying no to that social rest that you might need to spend time alone. And I encourage you this week, this next week, this next month to take a yes vacation. So instead of saying yes to everything that comes your way, learn the power of no. Learn that it's okay to say no and that you're not going to miss out. And when you have that self-awareness of like, hey, I need to stay back from this girl's night out or I need to stay back from this girl's weekend trip because I really haven't had any time by myself to recollect my energy, you then get to take ownership of your most valuable resource. And I truly believe that is your personal energy. The second one I want to talk about is mental rest. Allowing yourself to have a brain break. And something that I have started doing over the last like year or so is every single day that I'm off work, I have at least one hour off the grid. Meaning my phone goes on airplane mode, I set it in a completely different room, and I have to do something else. And I really try to like, let this be like reading a book, or going on a walk, or anything that you can do to not spend time engaging with the social world. And I don't know if you've ever noticed how often, like if your phone is in close proximity to you, you're probably gonna check that thing like a hundred times a minute. And like, maybe that's a little bit like exaggeratory, but you are like, even without knowing (laughs) that you're doing it, you are unconsciously picking up your phone, unlocking it, opening one social media app, closing it, opening the next social media app, closing it, you know, like doing that cycle, that routine that you have every time you pick up your phone. And it's truly so mentally draining. But with this mental rest, it's important to do something that doesn't require much brain power. Something that makes you feel like you're in your sweet escape place. Maybe that's reading a good book. Maybe that's exercise. Maybe that's going for a hike. Maybe that's coloring you know it could double as creative rest maybe that is cleaning your room or cleaning your apartment or whatever it is just something to allow yourself to step away from the heaviness of life and the to-do list of life and allowing yourself to just be and do something that makes you feel good so i encourage you this week right now i want you to get out your calendar and the next day that you have off schedule in an entire hour off the grid 
where you can put your phone on do not disturb, where you don't have the distractions of life, you just have the opportunity to be with yourself. And at first, this might be really uncomfortable, but I found that the more that I practice doing this, one, the more intentional I am about the way that I spend my time on my phone, but also like I just feel so refreshed when I get done with that off the grid hour because I'm like, wow, I just had so much time to just like be with myself without the pressure of life. And it feels really, really good. And the third one I want to talk about is physical rest and not just like sleep in general, but the quality of the sleep that you're getting. I personally have a whoop. W-H-O-O-P, and it is a watch that is specifically geared towards tracking sleep and recovery. And it has been so incredibly insightful because it's made me realize that it's about the quality of sleep, not the quantity of sleep. And it's because it tracks the recovery based on like the stages of sleep that you're in and your heart rate throughout the day and like your like the strain. So like the amount of work that you're doing throughout the day and it takes all these things into consideration. And it really makes you realize that like there's so many things that we do on a day-to-day basis that affect our sleep. So I really encourage you to look at your own sleep habits and acknowledge like are you spending every last moment until you close your eyes on your phone? Do you realize how detrimental that the blue light of your phone is for your sleep? Do you realize how detrimental the stress and anxiety that comes with social media or checking emails is right before you fall asleep? So really doing an energy audit on your own sleep habits. And maybe, you know, you don't get a whoop, but maybe instead you just on your own track, like how many hours of sleep you get each night. And then in the morning when you wake up, whether that's like physically journaling or just taking like a mental inventory audit of like, how rested do I feel after that sleep? Like truly on like a scale of like one to 10, do I feel like I'm ready to tackle today? Or do I feel just exhausted and tired? And then that's when you have the ability to look at your sleep habits and ask yourself like, where can I do better? And Physical rest is also not just sleeping or naps, but it's allowing your body to have a break. It's allowing your body to slow down, tone down the amount of rigorous, intense exercise that you're doing. And I know that this is something I am so incredibly bad at, and I am learning in real time how to better honor and respect what my body needs and really listening to when it does need that physical rest in the sense of like, hey, Michaela, you need to take a break from this intense running and lifting X amount of days per week and allow your body to stretch and recover post-marathon, those types of things. So asking yourself, like, what is my body telling me? What does my body need right now? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to, you know, get a run in? It could be anything, um, but it's up to you and it's very personalized to you. So physical rest is not just sleep, but it's also the quality of your sleep, not just the quantity of your sleep and listening to your body and what it is telling you that it needs. And the fourth and final thing I want to talk about is emotional rest, a time and place and process for you to process your own emotions with no judgment and no bias. And two of my favorite ways to engage in emotional rest is voice journaling and physical journaling. Voice journaling has been 
truly game-changing for me. I had a podcast guest on here and she had mentioned it as a way to decompress after a tough shift and I have utilized it so, so much because you know a lot of times, especially when you're in like certain situations where you're like really emotional, you have a lot of pent-up feelings and like you just want to go like rip somebody's head off or maybe you just want to like ugly cry in the bathroom, you can use the voice notes app on your phone to do that, to kind of get like the ugly cries first draft out or the really irate, furious first draft out or just in the, like a place to express how you're feeling with no bias around, no personal judgment, no external judgment. It's truly just like you and you. Um, so I really love, I have been loving the voice journaling and like one time I went to go like back and listen to the voice journal and I was like super cringe. So I just like Usually what I'll do is I'll do the voice journal and then I'll delete it because it feels really good to process externally what you're holding on to internally, but in a way that nobody else is like ever going to listen to it and you're not ever going to listen to it again, but it's just like to get it off your chest. Another way it's physical journaling. I physically journal every single morning, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes. And this is a really great way to take note of how it is that you're feeling. My journal is a place where I can go back and I can recognize based on the words that I'm writing, what kind of season I'm in. And a lot of times it helps me pinpoint things or areas that I'm personally struggling with. And I kind of start to notice trends when I'm feeling really low energy, I'm feeling drained. I go back and look at that journal. I'm like, okay, well, like, what did I talk about today? What did I talk about yesterday? And it's just like a little way for you to take inventory of your thoughts and emotions. And especially if you are in an emotionally heavy career or an emotionally heavy season of life, whether that's in your personal or intimate relationships or whatever it might be that is emotionally charged, you know, you carry a lot, like my nurses, my healthcare workers, we carry so much in one single 12 hour shift. And those emotions build up over time and they just become really draining and really exhausting. So scheduling in the time in your day for you to emotionally rest and process everything that is going on in and around you with life. And if you're in a season where you are just feeling incredibly drained, you feel yourself waking up every single morning, still exhausted, still tired, not able to keep your eyeballs open, like do an energy audit. And the way that I like to do my energy audits and my time audits is take a chunk of seven to 14 days. And I would say probably 14 days because that first seven days, like you're going to know that you're tracking your time and energy. So like you're probably going to unconsciously shift some of the habits that you currently have, but this could be something as simple as getting a piece of pen and paper, or you could even pull up the notes app on your phone. And I'm telling you like every single minute of your day, I want you to write down what it is that you're doing. And then next to it, write high, medium, or low in relation to the energy that was correlated with that task. And then you get to go back after the seven to 14 days is up and you get to look at your gains and your drains. Your gains are the things that give you energy and your drains are the areas where your energy gets taken away from you. And I'm a firm believer that, like I said, when you know better, you do better. When you know where your personal energy is created and where it is given away, you are able to set better boundaries, build better habits, and overall just 
feel like you are in control of your most valuable resource, which is your own personal energy. And I love to do energy audits like once a business quarter, or if you're like in school, you could do it once a semester, or if you're just in life living once every three to four months. It's a really great way for you to take inventory of what it is that you're doing on a day-to-day basis and how it feels. And when you feel in control of your energy, and when you feel like you are resting in all areas of your life where you need it, not just the physical rest side of things, you just overall create more productivity and more happiness for yourself. So I want to recap really quick the four types of rest that we talked about today. And then remember, if you want to dive into the other three types of rest, you can go down below and go check out Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. So the first one, social rest, knowing how it is that you create your best energy and acknowledging that alone time is so, so crucial to recollecting, especially after doing a lot of social events, a lot of social outings. So I encourage you to take a yes vacation, meaning you don't say yes to anybody or anything else for maybe a whole entire day or a whole entire week. Heck, maybe even a whole entire month. Think about all of the energy that you could recreate if you allowed yourself to take that social rest. The mental rest, allowing yourself to go off the grid, creating at least one hour off the grid every single day that you're off. Heck, even on the days that maybe you work, doing it after work or before work. And it doesn't even have to be a full hour. You could start with just something a little bit more tangible. Maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes. Maybe it's, you know, your mental break comes during your lunch break at work, where you ask a coworker, if you're a nurse, you ask a coworker to cover your phone and cover your patients while you go sit outside. And when you go sit outside, you don't get to like sit there and scroll your phone. That's not a mental rest. A mental rest is truly when you take a step away from life and you allow yourself and your brain to just shut off. You don't have to engage in anything. You're simply just present. Maybe that's like sitting there in the sun and just really soaking up the fresh air. That would be my idea of mental brain break, um, especially during a tough shift. Physical rest, not just the quantity of sleep, but the quality of your sleep. Looking at your sleep habits and really allowing yourself to listen to your body and listening to what it tells you when it says, hey, I need rest. How can you honor and respect that rest that it's craving? And the emotional rest, allowing yourself and giving yourself the time to process your emotions with no judgment and no bias and nobody around except for you. A place where you can really just let yourself feel all of the feels. And you can do that through physical journaling. You could do that through um, voice journaling, or you could find another way for you to emotionally rest. But the physical and the or whew, the physical and the voice journaling are two of my absolute favorite ways. I think there's so much power in just outwardly expelling all of the emotions that you're holding on to. And I want you to walk away from this episode picking at least one area of rest that you might not be honoring in your life right now. And it's one of those things where you can't just consume and you can't just listen. You have to put it into action. And so which one of these areas of rest are you going to take action on? How are you going to create time and space in your life to channel that rest? And rest is so much more than physical sleep. And I want you to remember that and realize, and I wish this is something that I would have known earlier, is incorporating these little areas of rest into my life every single day 
allows me to not get to the end of my day when I let my when I lay my head on my pillow and say holy f I have absolutely nothing left to give after today because when you incorporate these small little chunks of rest throughout your day that's a chance for you to recharge and recreate your own personal energy so when you go on to the next thing that maybe is a energy drain in your life you already created some energy before time you were proactive about it so you have a little bit of energy to give at the end of the day like it is your job to create and protect your own personal energy and you have to take that ownership of what that means and realize that if you allow yourself and your energy to go to anybody in anything they're going to take full advantage of that so make sure that you realize you are in control and when you know better you do better so now that you know more about rest and know that rest goes beyond physical sleep you can do better so i would love to hear which area of rest you are going to be focusing on and you could even just pick one to focus on this week and then you could add another one to focus on next week and really just like compound habits on top of one another but tag me on instagram Instagram at Michaela underscore Robertson underscore or slide into my DMs and let me know which area of rest you are going to be working on because I would love to cheer you on. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.
Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.